Hey guys, it's Annika and Jude, and we are back with another episode of The Truth of Youth. We are doing a great debates episode this week as a little, like, I mean, it surely won't be too lighthearted. I think that Jude and I have been trying to find a time to record an episode for a while, and, like, I had an ACT the other week, and then, like, this week, I think it's very well known that, like, the week before a long break, and we just started winter break, this was our last day of school before break, Um, is, like, filled with assessments and stuff, and I was just so overwhelmed. But I'm really happy that like we can both finally say we're done with all school related stuff for two full weeks, which is great. Without our school, we get two weeks of winter break. And right now we can just sit down, you know, debate some stuff with a friend. I think it's a pretty nice way to start break, if you ask me. Like, I like arguing with people. I think it's really fun. I know you like arguing with people, Annika. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so I picked out our card. Um, And I really like this question because I was thinking about this the other day. But the question is, what makes you feel old? And I know this question is kind of stupid because if you look at us, we're both 17. So like all things considered, we're not old at all. But I think that at every stage in your life, you like pick up on something. You're like, wait, I'm like so much older than like how I like perceive myself. So I have a very specific one. So obviously it's like December. Um, and it's December 15th right now. And like, this is when all the college decisions for early decision are coming out. And obviously we're juniors, so we don't need to worry about that just yet. But it's starting to make me feel old that like the people who are committing to college right now are literally the people who like I've gone to school with for so long and who have always just been the grade above me. And now I'm like, wait, those are the graduating seniors, which means yeah. they're next. And it's like messing with my head that like, wait a second, we're not in seventh grade anymore. Like, we're fully juniors next year we're going to be seniors applying to college and then we're out of the school like it is really messing with me because I feel like the time has just flown by it's crazy all right what about Um, you I would say okay this one's really stupid but the fact that gen alpha has their own memes now um that makes me feel old because I feel like you know when you know okay I show my parents random tiktok videos that I think are hilarious and then they're like I don't get this. And I'm like, wow, you guys are ancient. And then I see like these, I saw this, like, I don't even know this weird gen alpha thing. And I was like, I don't get this. Like, I don't think this is funny, but this is like a big thing. Apparently like the skibbity toilet thing. Like that's a real thing. It's a whole series. There's stuffed animals. Like I was so surprised. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. And it was really scary. I was just like, I've been overtaken. And I was actually thinking about the same thing you said today. I was like, I'm seeing all, like, a lot of my friends are seniors, and I was seeing them all, like, get their college acceptance letters, and I was like, that's gonna be, like, as in, I'm a year away from not necessarily getting accepted, but, like, waiting on that decision, so it's it's crazy. It's ridiculous, and it's like, wow, because I always feel like such a foreign call, and, like, obviously, whatever, you're gonna go anywhere, and you're gonna make the best out of it, it's not, it's, like, obviously not that important, but at the same time, it's like, wow, it's like, it always felt so far away, and now it's, next year and a year goes by so fast second thing i want to bring up is when you're talking about like you know the difference in like memes and stuff that we don't understand i was talking to my fencing coach about this and like there's a song playing during one of our meets and he was like this is for my generation but like everybody in your generation he's in his 70s he's like everyone in your generation knows his song it's like really really strange and i was thinking about what sort of like music and what songs are going to be from our generation that just keep getting passed down to a point where it's like a classic for generations to come I sometimes think about that as well because okay there's a certain genre of music that I feel like is comes from TikTok is in like gets people like TikTokers make music and I don't think I've yet I don't think I've liked a song made by a TikToker yet and I don't think that I've 
thought that that song will like even be like on the radar of anyone in like maybe a couple years you know what I'm saying yeah but some songs which like just like continue to come out okay like a song which I think that will go on to the next generation heads will roll by the yeah because that's also kind of old for us anyway I was even thinking like okay I have my own opinions on Taylor Swift like I don't think consider myself like a Swifty or anything like that but like I like a couple of her songs and I'm like if she's that she's that big of a fandom in our generation I feel like there's no way that she just dies out like I'm not saying she's ever gonna be like a classic in the way like the Beatles are it's I just feel like she's gonna continue to be like a hit like I don't see her dying out anytime soon yeah but sometimes I also think about I feel like that there's a certain depth to music that has stayed popular like for example like I'm a really big Fleetwood Mac fan and like that's not that's not at all like our generation like that's like they were like big in the 70s like that's when they were releasing the music that I listen to now and I think that I I mean this might just be my point of view but I just don't see that um that other artists I just don't think Taylor Swift has a lot of depth to her music that's all I'm saying yeah Uh, I'm not saying that her songs are bad I just don't think that all of them are like super special and I think that maybe I, I just don't think that Maybe a couple of her songs will be known, but I just don't think they'll be known as in the same way as like some some of the other like even ones from the eighties that like I don't even know. Because then I'm not a big fan of the song "Don't Stop Believing," but like we all know it and it's been played like at every function we've ever been to for some reason. And yeah, don't see that happening for Taylor Swift. Okay, we have been talked far too long. We have that was a tangent, but I think it's interesting. But yes, shall we get into the episode, Annika? Yeah, let's do it, Jude. Okay, so today we are going to be doing great debates, which I'm excited about. Have a little argument. Me and Annika do like to argue. It's kind of fun. Uh, she accused me of driving 50 miles an hour down a road uh, the other day. And I know for a fact that I didn't. And I will stand by that to my grave. Mm, okay. Yeah, we, you see, we could debate this, but we're not going to. So our first debate question is, even if your parents can afford your full college tuition, should you be expected to pay a portion of it? Okay, so I heard this um, from... A couple friends of mine and it was like their parents theoretically could afford to pay in full for four years but one of the things that their parents had asked them to do is like hey I want you to pitch in x amount of money um every year or you know pay for books and that could be either through like a summer job or some sort of like you know like either you're saving money or you are actively getting a job where you're working in college and paying that amount um and I was thinking about it and I mean, personally, I do think it's an interesting idea because I think that it definitely teaches your kids about the value of money and not to take things like this for granted. Because I think it's safe to say that if your parents are able to afford in full your college tuition, you probably have grown up relatively privileged or like highly privileged. I think you have privileged. If your parents can pay, especially in the US, like no matter what, if they're paying for you to go through college, they've grown up pretty privileged. And I would say, I would just think that yes, it's important that people like learn the value of money and learn to have a job and learn sort of like start to get that idea of the real world whether paying whether that means maybe for my child personally if I was like I don't obviously I don't know how my future is going to shape up yet like hello but if I'm putting myself in the shoes of a parent for my child I think that I would say if I was paying for them to go through college and I could afford it and I could afford for them to get their degree I would pay for it but maybe I'd have a requirement like you get a job but like you have to 
get a job. You don't have to pay me anything, but like, I want you to like save that money and start being prepared to be independent because, you know, I'm putting you through college so that you can survive and like flourish in the world. And I think that it's important that you start learning how to do that now so that when you do graduate, you can be independent and you're not like, I don't even know, still being a leech on my finances. But I don't know if, I don't know if the amount of money that you're going to make if you're doing your education and working is going to be number one, like real, like helpful, like isn't it's not like compared to the amount of money that you pay for university in this country, it, it's going to be like a marginally like a proportionally quite small contribution compared to the full sum of money that that your your guardians will be paying for you to go there. And like number two. I just think that, um, that yeah, like, isn't if you can pay for it, like, maybe also you would want them to focus on their studies rather than be, like, getting a job and worrying about paying you, like, a certain amount. Yeah, like, I don't want to say that it's apparent if they fit, of course, this is all considering if they are in the financial uh, spot to afford four years of college for their children, but there is, I feel like there's probably a mentality that if you chose to have kids and you have the means to do so like is it your responsibility to put them through college so that they can you know continue on on this path and hopefully be very successful and I do think as your parent as a parent it's your job to ensure that your kid is you know set up on a path for success whether that means through college whether that means just teaching them basic life lessons it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean to, you know paying for their college but if you have the means to do so and obviously college is a gateway to success maybe not for everybody but for a good amount of people like that is a, a really important thing um so a part of me does think it's somewhat parents responsibility but at the same time like I do think that when kids get so used to everything just being handed to them and their parents paying for everything and just taking their parents credit card and going crazy with it I do think college especially when you're granted this newfound independence it it's you're you're in that in-between stage where you're not yet in the real world but you're also not in high school it's like right in between and I do think that that's kind of a good bridge for you to start realizing that money is very valuable and it's something that you work for and if it's sort of like in your mind like of like I do think that if you don't make the amount of money you need to for like that satisfy your parents requirements I'm sure that the parents of this friend would still you know pay but it's kind of like to this thought like oh shoot if I don't make this amount of money if I don't get a job I might not be able to continue I might not be able to buy my books for example and I think that that's a realistic mentality because once you get out into the workforce you're like hey if I don't get a job that pays this amount of money I'm not affording my rent and it's like okay, my job pays me X amount of money. I can't afford to go get those, that like new Balenciaga, whatever, um, because then I won't be able to afford groceries this week. I was your first go-to a Balenciaga thing. I was thinking Balenciaga for some reason. That's not the point, but it's, okay, it, yeah. I think it's very realistic. Yeah. I'm not sure how fair it is, especially if parents are in the financial state to do so because that's your child, but I'm not opposed to it. I think that yeah. it- I don't think it's a bad idea. I would just say that like, for me personally, I think that there are, like other ways to like teach your child because I think a lot of what like especially if your parents can pay for it if they're requiring you to do that I think it is a lot of them is not trying to teach you a lesson in like a good way like trying to get you ready for the real world whether that's how I would go about it I don't know whether that would be like giving them the stress of feeling like they're paying for their own education because I think that if I'm I want them to be like enthusiastic about their studies rather than stressed but like I I, I again I don't think that I would say it was a bad idea um, okay, so our second question, which I've been excited to talk about, um, is princess treatment is important in a relationship between a man and a woman. 
I feel like we should define princess treatment. So I actually only heard about this like a couple months ago when I was on TikTok. Yeah. It's the idea that a man in the relationship is literally by definition going to treat the girl as a princess, whether that's constantly buying her gifts or like opening the door for her, always paying for the dinner or like literally treating her like his royal highness. Um, And the reason I chose this is because I saw another TikTok. I realized that I get a lot of my information from TikTok. Um, and it was about like this guy like refused to let his girlfriend open the car door. Like he went around the other side to open it for her she was like don't settle for anything other than princess treatment and like I was thinking for me personally is that I would hate that like I feel like it's almost I don't want to say degrading but it kind of feels that way it feels like I need to be like babied in a sense or that like you don't respect it's not like not respect but it's almost like you don't see me as an equal like you're gonna do things for me um it's genuinely just my personal opinion like I don't need the car door open for me like sure I would love flowers once in a while but like I don't see that as like an expectation in a relationship where that like the guy always pays or that I'm literally put on a pedestal like I'd want us to be like equal so I guess it's not really degrading it's more like putting me on top but it feels degrading it's such like a weird combination yeah it almost feels like it's not necessarily that that I wouldn't even say putting it on top it does feel like babying like as in pampering there's nothing wrong with pampering but it's to an extent where sometimes it would almost feel like oh like you can't do things for yourself and like and that's what I've seen as in like I'm not saying that I mean obviously like again like this is kind of different for me because like I, I'm not going to be giving let's just say a woman the princess treatment seeing that I'm not going to be with a woman um, as things are going right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I would say but either way like just putting myself in any perspective number one I think that a relationship is supposed to be balanced I'm not saying at all times like I think sometimes I feel like in a relationship, people, one person is always going to be giving more a certain time. But I think that if you were to average it out, there should be a quite a balanced, um, like, thing of, like, give and take in a relationship. And I think that's important. And so I think that that doesn't mean that people shouldn't be chivalrous and people shouldn't gift things to each other and, like, get flowers. And I think that that's romantic and I think that that's nice. But I think that putting but I think the man putting the woman on this sort of like pedestal and sort of like you know like treating her like that it almost it feels kind of weird it feels like borderline like are we back in like the days where you would like woo a woman and court her and shower her with gifts and almost like it's kind of like a weird dynamic and it just doesn't feel like it reflects what society is like today and that doesn't mean that men can't do those nice things but I also think that that also means that like the woman should be doing stuff I'm not saying that people don't like to spoil their significant others it just it just does feel weird I don't personally think that it's necessarily the best way to go about things if that is what is like making them happy then like sure go ahead but like I just think that it's kind of I think it's kind of weird to be like to kind of be like oh like if I'm with my 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 woman like I'm gonna do everything for her and da, 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 da. like isn't like she can do things for herself like I'm pretty sure yeah I just think it plays kind of into like toxic max- masculinity in a sense and like again I just think that in the same way that like I sure like like I said like I don't need the door open for me all the time but like I'd love to be treated to dinner I'd love like flowers once in a while like of course I think anybody would love that but I do think that like in the similar fashion like a woman should be doing the same thing for the guy like maybe it takes shape in like a different way but I do think that like you said it's like a give and take it's like you both are putting something into the relationship and it just feels like 
one it just feels like the guy's always putting in more and it also just honestly it feels a little demeaning for the woman um so overall like personally I don't agree with it then again it's not like I've necessarily experienced it so I can't say like oh like I feel like once you experience it you can be like oh this is like this felt great like I really need this in a relationship so I don't want to be judgmental in that sense but it's more that even like thinking about it now that's not something I ever want to experience it's kind of like oh like I get kind of grossed out by that you know Mm -hmm. um yeah Okay, so I'm gonna pick, okay, I know I've read them so far, but I am actually really interested in this one. So this one is one parent should be the primary caregiver and the other parent should be the breadwinner. Now, I think I'll start with this one and I think Annika will relate, but for me, both of my parents have always been working and not like, as in like quite intense. Like my mother has worked in government and now she works for like an NGO and my dad has always worked. Like they both have been busy people for like as long as I have been alive like there's never really been like a break from that like maybe when my mom had mom had my little brother but I was like young but either way and I don't think that's a bad thing because I think that they always made time for me and I don't think that I have like had a worse relationship with my parents because of that and I also think that that it doesn't like I just don't think it's damaging for one for both parents to work and for both parents to like have that dynamic plus I feel like a lot of the time if there's one breadwinner and one caregiver the one like in the world we live in obviously most of these relationships are straight relationships and that breadwinner will be the man a lot of the time just because of like how society is structured and I think it like sometimes it's expected of a woman to stay home and to care for the kids which I don't think is fair because obviously women have just as many ambitions as men and I think that a lot of the time it it can almost be viewed as like, oh, like, shouldn't you be at home with the kids if your husband is earning money? Like, da 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 So I think that that it doesn't have to be like that. And I don't think it needs to be like that. And I don't think it's damaging if it is like a two parents working household. Now, if your dream has always been to be a stay at home mom and to take care of the kids and to like, do that kind of thing, whether you're a man or a woman, and that's also something that you're like, spouse is like also either like likes or like is accepting of then like more power to you I just think there's an issue when like society expects it of one person and like you know like the societal norms point towards a woman being a caregiver which like isn't okay and it's not correct but I think that it's important that like space is made for people to pursue their ambitions if they want to and also be able to have kids I don't think that people should have to pick between children and ambitions because I think that like the people in my life have shown me that you can do both. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I'll say is that it definitely comes from a point of privilege to be able to talk about like one parent staying home and one working because that does mean that your primary breadwinner is making enough to sustain that without having both parents work, which is like a big deal. And that's not very common, honestly. Um, But for my circumstances specifically, I was having this conversation with my mother the other day and my mom is currently working. Both my parents work right now, but there was a good amount of time especially when I was growing up like throughout middle school where my mom wasn't working and she was the one at home taking care of me and my sister and my dad like would be you know going to work and I was asking her if she kind of ever regretted that and it's like she felt like almost like children held her back in her like ambitions and in her career and she said that she didn't regret any of the time that she was able to spend with us because I do think that watching your kids grow up is like a gift that you know, you don't ever regret or you don't ever want to trade for anything because I think that it's honestly, it's indescribable. Like, obviously, I have not experienced that, but it's one of something I can't wait to do Um, because I do want kids and I do want to experience that. But at the same time, like, I couldn't help thinking, yes, she's back working, but like, maybe her career would be at a different spot if she didn't have to stay home with us or it technically was a choice, but it was, she said it was kind of something that was just known when she married my father. And it was like, 
one, I think it obviously speaks measures to the fact that it was just known that her career was kind of going to take the back seat in this. My father's career was not, um, which, as you said, does speak to the societal roles for just women in general, which definitely are upsetting, to say the least. But also, I, like, I was thinking about my dad in this, and it's like, how does that feel for that primary breadwinner who's not getting to spend as much time with their kids? And I remember my dad would talk to me about, like, especially recently, he's been like, oh, like, I wasn't able to go to your middle school graduation. And it sounds really stupid. Like, who cares about graduating from middle school? But I know for him and somewhat for me, it was like a big deal. And it's like, yes, that primary breadwinner is still missing out on like some important moments. So it's like, it's a mix of both. It's like, is the one at home, like, are they being held back from like ambitions? And is the one who's ambitions are being fulfilled or are they missing out on their kid's life and it's it's like it's interesting and I do definitely want to bring it back to it being a point of privilege because I like I said most families both parents do have to work in order to you know sustain uh whatever style of living that they have um but I don't know I mean for me like what I've taken from seeing my parents is that I definitely want to watch my kids grow up but at the same time, like, I feel like I'm such a motivated and, like, ambitious person in general. Like, I have pretty, like, I think I will have, like, big career aspirations. And, like, I think especially in my 20s and 30s, like, I do want that almost to take forth, like, to be kind of prominent in my life. Um, And you said you don't, your parents made you realize that you don't need to choose. But I do think that there's definitely some give and take. I don't think you can do it all. Um, which is kind of scary to think about because I don't ever want to have to be like, oh, I'm going to slack on work so that I can be there for my family. I'm going to slack on my family so I can be there for work. And it's all about like a compromise, which I've been struggling to wrap my mind around. But it's like, I feel like I'm such an ambitious person that like my career is always going to want to take a forefront. And I've got to think about how to balance that with a family that I really, really want. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's interesting because a lot of it is about privilege. Also for us, it's like a lot of it is just like how, like we don't know what the balance looks like. We don't have families yet. So I think that a lot of it is just balance. And if you can find the balance and that works for you, like that's fine. Uh, so should we go on to the next question or should we do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. You choose. Perfect. Is it better to be an overthinker or impulsive? Uh, I have ADHD. So this is like, I kind of do both. Um, I would say... This is one of those ones where I think that sometimes it's important to overthink things like really big decisions. I think that you do have to mull over and go through many, many times before you make them. On the other hand, there's sometimes where I think that you just need to go for it. Like as in, you know, if you want to go out one night and you want to have fun and you're like, oh, but I need to wake up early in the morning. Like as in it's one morning of your life. And like, again, but on the other hand, you still get, only get so many. So why not just do it? Because... In many situations, I think the term you only live once is all too true. Like you gotta like you wanna do what you can while you're still alive. But I think that it's important on like the context of what you're doing as to whether you should maybe think it through before you just kind of go for it. But I think that there are a lot of situations where it's better to just go for it. And I think there's but you know, it's like I'm not sure that mentality should go towards, wow, I have a really big test tomorrow, but I need to I wanna do this. So let's let me just do this and I'll you know I'll I I only live once and it's one test like no like I don't think that's the way to go about it but I think it's important to be able to just like do stuff randomly and on a whim yeah I mean it's weird because I consider myself a chronic overthinker like smallest decisions like it takes me like pros and cons list type thing like it's really bad like honestly it's something I need to work on because sometimes I need to just be like hey it's not that big a deal it's really not that deep just choose it's not going to impact you very much but honestly I think it's better in my opinion I think it's better to be an overthinker than 
an impulsive person just because I think being impulsive is really dangerous like yes I agree with the mentality you only live once like there's no point in like harping over something that really is probably not going to affect you in the long run but for me I think I'd rather make that really educated decision even if it doesn't end up impacting me even if it's chronic overthinking even if it does drive me crazy then making a rash decision that in the end is going to end up biting me in the butt um because for some reason like something goes wrong and I think with those impulsive decisions something so easily can go wrong versus if you like lay out all the pros all the cons you will form an educated assessment of what you should do and yes it's annoying and I know that as being an overthinker like people around me sometimes get annoyed because I'm like wait do I do this do I do that and I just I keep stewing over it and it's frustrating for everybody else but for me I'm sitting there and I'm like okay no matter what even if the outcome is good even if the outcome is bad at least I thought it through and I can take comfort in that versus if it's impulsive if it's if the result is great fantastic I made an impulsive decision it's amazing if the result is bad crap I made an impulsive decision that was my bad so that's like it's almost like comfort for me that no matter the decision it's like at least I thought it through I tried my best to make an educated assessment of what to do yeah and I I I agree like as in but I think for me it's just about context like in certain contexts I think that it's really important that you think things through because there have I think you and me both can think about times where we have either not thought something through enough and it's just kind of like been like oh like if only I had just taken a minute and I had like made sure that I I don't know I mean probably you've experienced that but again you're a chronic overthinker so um but I think there's other times as well where you're like maybe I should have just not overthought that and I should have just gone for it because I really think that in the long run it wouldn't have affected me that much but again maybe it would have if depending on the decision you made so I kind of agree with you after hearing your point that it is I feel like in life overall it's going to be better if you overthink things rather than are just like chronically impulsive yeah so that was an interesting episode I feel like we 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 really got quite spirited in our debates I think they I were like good that one. for the first time we didn't have like a light-hearted one like these were yeah like... we did well thank you guys so much for listening um we hope you enjoy this episode I had a lot of fun doing it me too and again I mean happy holidays everyone merry christmas if you celebrate hanukkah has unfortunately ended kwanzaa happy kwanzaa i don't know when that is is it now yeah it is right it's around this time Uh i know i don't know exactly the day but yeah happy holidays to everyone thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time bye bye